I've got a hunger Twisting my stomach into knots That my tongue is tied off My brain's repeating Welcome to We Have the Facts. This is the intro now. I'm Ali Blutif and with me as always my co-host and sometimes friend Justin Tachi. Hey guys! Boom. So much shorter intro. I'm I'm very disappointed in myself. I'm not happy with it, but say la vie. Yeah, you're a garbage person. You can't make good intros for shit. Yes, and we're sorry you missed last week. Someone was super busy. Uh, I was traveling. Um, I was at Atlantic City losing a lot of money. Um, also going to the 25th anniversary of the Vans Warped Tour. That was very cool. Deep Link way to play Enema of State. I got Ember um, thrice Thursday. Uh, not Thursday. Uh, taking my Sunday. Um, Offspring. Uh, the Used. Less Than Jake. A lot of cool bands. Uh, favorite set of the weekend would probably be um, Thrice. They literally just blew me away without even like it doesn't even seem like it's it, it's it seems like it's effortless for them and they just put on like a great performance nice thrice so. cool uh i on the other hand have not been doing those things i have been sitting at home uh waiting uh cooking meals that have been going cold because justin hasn't been here i'm just kidding we don't even live in the same state anyway <laughs> i was like uh what is that supposed to mean all I do is slave in the kitchen, and you're not here. <laughs> I mean, it you're seems like that's here. that's an issue that you're doing. Um, yeah. So, what is this podcast about? This is the summer session again. So, we are doing albums. This week is Justin's pick, and Justin picked "Dear You" by Jawbreaker. Yeah, so this record is quote-unquote the sellout record by the band Jawbreaker. Um, I would call it an emo classic. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily a change of style. I think it was just cleaner production. Um, it ver- reminds me very much of their uh, – I wouldn't say it's compared – you can compare it to 24-hour revenge therapy, which is probably their opus, if you will. Um, in many people's minds, but um, their second record, uh, Bivouac, I feel like this is just a cleaner version of Bivouac. Mm-hmm. Um, from everything from Basilica, pretty much matching up to um, Bivouac, the, the, the track. So um, I picked this record because we're not in hate fuck August where we're picking records that we, that we know that we'd hate each other. I think Ali genuinely would like this record. Uh, um, I'm curious to hear what he has to say because I think he'll I don't know if he'll love it but I think he'll like a lot of tracks okay so. so I will start off with a couple questions before anything first of all is Jawbreaker punk or emo okay so that's a very big debate in the community my friend because <laughs> this album because I so I don't know Jawbreaker I will that's my f- first off uh, before hearing this album I only heard Jawbreaker through you listening to Jawbreaker back when we lived together. So I don't have first-hand experience with Jawbreaker before now, and I had always assumed they were a punk band. However, listening to this album, this album is very much very, very emo, and I would not say very punk at all. Yes, so this is kind of the record that divided fans, I would say. I mean, they would play, like, when this record came out, I mean, there was also the politics of the 90s, where if you'd sign to a major label, then 
people started hating you just for that. Um, literally, they would play like when they would play a show when this album came out, they would start to play songs off this, and then literally the crowd would turn their backs to them. So then they imploded and broke up in '96, and then they came back at Riot Fest for the first time two years ago, and it was triumphant and beautiful. Well, that was going to kind of lead into my second question, which is, do people love or hate this album? Because I couldn't figure it out. I don't think that the punk community necessarily, like, I think they tolerate it now. Uh-huh. Um, I don't, whereas they hated it before. Because there's a lot of crazy production stuff on this where, like, it sounds like ten guitars are going at once, you know what I mean? And, like, stuff like that. Whereas, like, before, it was straightforward, just, like, trio punk rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas this record, like they, 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 they went for it. They went for like an artistic statement. Um, uh, but I also think that this record influenced a lot of people that wouldn't necessarily be into any of their other records without listening to this record. Yeah. I, I'm uh, like, I'm yeah, a like weird they're time with this band and this record specifically. Cause they're like the godfathers of emo sort of and then they're also but they're also like made men in the punk scene okay well it does not seem punky to me this album not at all yeah i mean maybe next record we just pick is uh 24 hour revenge therapy we'll see are we just sitting here doing jawbreaker why don't we just do a jawbreaker (laughs) season then i don't know because i don't have the interest (laughs) One second. I have to grab a glass of water. Wow. Okay. Uh, we could pause now and I could come back later. We could cut back in. Or I could just keep talking about stuff and just be me and you, the listeners. This Justin guy really sucks, right? I mean, I imagine a lot of emo people are going to be listening to this one because we're doing Jawbreaker. And therefore, I imagine they'll take Justin's side and not mine. So, you know what? Apologies for all of that. Justin's a great guy. Emo guys, please, or in, in gals, keep listening. Uh, we'll let him talk some more. Oh, he's back. Hey, Justin. Uh, go fuck yourself. Anyway, um... Other than Jawbreaker, things that I'm excited for today, we're recording this on 4th of July. The new Stranger Things yeah, is out. I'm two episodes deep now. I have not watched any of it, but I will be watching it after we're done. Yeah, because uh, I, I was ready at like 10.30 because that's when we were supposed to record at 11. And then I just like, oh, put this on. And then we're, we're an hour and a half late. So whatever. It's cool. I texted you saying that I needed to, I needed to eat and, and poop. So yeah. Yeah, Justin just generally texts me when he needs to eat and poop, not recording related at all. He'll just like <laughs> <Yeah>. inform me. <laughs> That's fair. Like at work, I'll be like, hey, I have to go eat lunch and then I have to go take a shit. It's great. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's dive into it. Okay. Ali, how do you feel about The Dear You? Okay. I think it's, it's an album with a few very good songs on it, a few fine songs on it. I think if I was more in the emo genre, I would appreciate it more. I think if I was more in the punk genre, I'd hate it more. But I'm kind of somewhere in the middle because I was never a punk kid and I was never an emo kid. That's fair. I mean, to be fair, Jawbreaker has a song off 24 Hour Revenge Therapy. It says... Um, uh, uh, um, uh, you're not punk and I'm telling everyone hold your breath I never was one so oh alright so Justin 
as a kid who both identified as punk and emo at different times of his life. How I mean, does I'm, this record hit I'm, you? I'm both all the time, but sure. <laughs> I feel like you're a lot more emo now than you are punk. I feel like you were more punk in, in, in your younger phases, and now you're kind of... I think only kept the emo phase going hard. You like hardcore still, but not, I don't, I don't see you very punky. See, I'm just not into the nihilism. That's really what it is. We are um, nihilists. That's a quote from Big Lebowski. <laughs> Guys, go see Big Lebowski. Great movie. Anyway, Justin, continue. <laughs> uh, garbage movie. But anyway. It's so good. It's one of my favorite movies. You're wrong. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, yeah, no. So for me, I think Jawbreaker, I mean, I even have a tattoo of a Jawbreaker symbol. Um, for me, Jawbreaker kind of embodies that band that's perfect for me because I love the I love the emotional side of the records, but also with those like just straight punk riffs. So like, and they're not trying to be something that they're not. They're trying to just be forward with what they're doing, and they're weird, and they're always kind of on the fringe of something, but on the outside. And I just identify with that in the best way possible. So, um. I would say I can't say Do You is my favorite Jawbreaker record because I think each one of them is great in their own right. And it almost is like a new band is recording each record. Um, So I can't really say it. Um, But yeah, I love this record. Um, I guess we should uh, dive into the tracks. All right. Let's start off with Save Your Generation. Go out there and vote. I have a present. Here's the present You have to To learn to Find it within you If you can learn To love it You just might like it You can live without it There's a million open windows I'm passing these open windows Passing these open windows Save your generation so did you, do you feel like you saved the generation? No. Well, no, well then, I guess we'll just go on to the next track. <laughs> um, it's a good, it's a good start to the album. It kind of sets the tone for what the the sound is going to be like throughout the entire album. And again, with not enough familiarity with Jawbreaker in general, I don't know if that's kind of their sound always. But it feels very polished compared to what I expected. It's a lot cleaner than what I would imagine a Jawbreaker sound to be generally, but maybe that's just the fact that this is a very produced album. Justin, do you want to comment on this? Well, Rob Cavello, uh, so they signed to the same record label as Green Day back in 95. Um, and the Rob Cavello, who actually produced uh, classics as Dookie and, other, and all the other Green Day records, um, uh, produced this record. So they brought in a, he brought in a lot of crazy production techniques and like a lot cleaner of a style. Um, I mean, also on this record, uh, Blake Schwarzenbach, who's the lead vocalist, doesn't do a lot of more screamy lyrics or yelly lyrics. Um, I think this song encapsulates the tone of the record, as you've pointed out, in the sense that a lot of these songs are slow burners. Mm-hmm. It is not punchy punk. It is just slow burn, like droning, you know, just just push through it kind of deal. Yeah. So um, I I love this song. I think it is a great opening to the record. Um, I um, 
seeing this track like live is a cool is a cool one. I feel like it's a nice like meditative track during the set because I feel like they break it down and slow it up because they'll like go into boxcar and cut it into this or something like that. So yeah, I I, I like this song a lot. Um, I mean, to be fair, this record I, I feel like it's kind of like when we did the the. Um, uh julian baker episode it's like we couldn't say i couldn't say anything bad about any of the songs like it's just this is it's more you're gonna listen to ali and just me saying that it's great well here's the problem is i think i'm not uh, a good authority on this either because uh i don't know the band that well and i can't give a shit about a lot of the songs but we'll get into that as we get to them let's move on to the next song i love you so much it's killing us both what a wordy fucking title <laughs> Love you so much. It is killing us both. Lay it on me. Okay, so I really like the energy of this one. I like the that you know it's up tempo. It's like starting you off kind of good. Uh, but in terms of like lyric lyrics and uh, stability, like how much it stays in my head, it, I don't love it. It's it's kind of like it's great energy. It's great in the album. It kind of falls flat to me on its own. I, I kind of don't see the point of it in general. Uh, see i love this track i think it uh well i think it's definitely this is one of the punchier tracks on the record um it definitely a throwback 24-hour revenge therapy uh-huh. um the line in particular that gets me every time that i fucking love is should we get married or just go on killing each other i don't think i hate you enough to commit you to me which like i am i i think uh just just relates to me all too well which is not a great thing but you know <laughs> just, just, see I feel like here's the thing. As we continue with this album, some of this very, very over-the-top angsty lyrics will connect to the the angsty teen in you, but not to the angsty teen in me. Uh, that's fair. Um, it's because you're dead inside. Um, I mean, that is also true, but, you, you know, just my angst manifested itself in different ways. Like in musicals. <laughs> Hey, there's some angsty musicals out there. Oh, is your hate fuck August going to be making me listen to the Hamilton thing? Uh, If I'm making you listen to a musical, I'm not even going to go with Hamilton. I think you like Hamilton if you actually spent some time with it. I'm going to give you one you actually hate. Oh, God. You know what? I'm going to choose Rent. You're punishing yourself twice there. I like Rent. You like Rent. You wait. Okay, I'm sorry, Jawbreaker fans. Give us a second. Just skip forward like 60 seconds and, and we'll be back into Jawbreaker. Who the fuck likes Rent? That is a disaster pretending to be a musical. That entire thing is a train wreck. There's like four good songs in a plotless musical about whiny children that don't want to pay their rent. I'm sorry. If you rent an apartment, you pay the rent. That's how that works. The rent? Stays the same. (laughs) 
Uh, for those of you who don't know what that line is from, it is from The Godfather. Um, uh, and I'm also very disappointed that you didn't know what the re- that, that line is from. Okay. Enough with the rent talk. We'll discuss that put in out, August. Let's put out this fire with firemen. That was so bad. That was such a bad transition. I can't fu- That was... Dino was a fireman. I just smoked and watched you burn. Trina was an astronaut. I shot her down like a juggernaut. Dreamer was still going out. Had that one a few times now. Woke up to find we were not. It's good to be Fireman. Uh, so this was the lead single off the album. Um, I don't know why they picked this one in particular, um, because I don't think it represents like the record all that well, other than it being a slow burner. Um, I would have assumed that they would have picked like "I Love You So Much" or uh, um, like the last, the second track, or maybe even like "Fuck It." It's the mid '90s. You could do like "Accident Prone" or something like that. Um, but that being said, I think the song does drive a good um, kind of slowdown in between the where in its position in the album. I think it's a better position song than it is a song by itself, personally. Um, one of the lines I do really much like off this track is like, um, "Waves crashed all around us. We roll around in our in our foamy grasp, kissing in the chaos of a kelpie sea." Which I I just appreciate the lyrical the lyrical integrity of that. That's part of the song so that's interesting because you don't even like the ocean i do hate the ocean oh uh speaking of vans warped tour 25 uh it was on the beach and that was trash let's bring it back to the uh the parking lot all right uh my opinions on fireman uh, i actually think it, uh disagree with you strongly i think it works better as a single than i love you so much as killing us both would uh i think it, it, it has a fun energy. Again, the lyrics don't really feel like I, I connect hard, strongly with them, but I, I think it, as a song, it kind of works very well for me. I think, um, I like its energy and I like its beat and I'm on board. Uh, it's one of the better ones, I think, on this album. Ugh. Classic, uh, top 40 guy over there. Are you saying that this is like because it's mainstream? Is this the mainstream song? Did I pick the mainstream I song? Mean, I mean, it can't be a mainstream song because it is Jawbreaker, but like, you know, it is what it is. Well, accident prone. You tried so hard. <laughs> I tried not to do one. That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> Accident prone. 
Uh, so this is the segue from the first episode of the summer session. Uh, this is the first I saw, I heard, um, which was the Julian Baker episode. I listened to Julian Baker do a cover of this song on piano and it was fantastic. But this song as a whole is just fucking glorious and just builds like a tidal wave and then just crashes on you. Um, Every, from that solo with the pedal and letting it build and uh, and it's just signature Blake Schwarzenbach. Um, it's I like this song just like takes you out from the knees. Can I say uh, this is my favorite song from the album? Oh, I yeah. I figured it was either going to be this or Jet Black, but yeah, sure. I I could I could I could see that. Yeah, it, it's nice. It's it's. Uh... It has that energy, but it's a lot more mellow. I think it it works very well. The lyrics actually connect you this time. I think uh, this might be my favorite song off of this album. Yeah, no, I mean this this is like an epic track. Um, every time that I've seen them, I've, th- I've, th- I've seen them four times now. Um, obviously, post reunion, um, uh, well, the actual reunion, and then a couple so- and then three stars after. Um, but uh, they play this every time, and it's very much very welcomed every set. So, all right, there's something wrong today. I feel like uh, there's something missing in our chemistry. Uh, no, this song's awesome. Um, I think it picks back up the record um, from because I don't know if I could have handled like an accident prone part two like mm-hmm. next. Yeah, like it would have been too much. So I think I'm glad that they like were like, all right, let's pick up the pace again. So like it's very much like a driving track. Um, I like its placement on the record. Um, I I mean this is just like the quintessential high school resentment song. <laughs> so I'm all about it. So just like feeling of dread and just like fuck everybody. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about chemistry? Uh I thought it was good. I again I think it's a very, very very it fits very well in the album. I think it it's well balanced. It's a good song. Uh I like the beat of it quite a bit. Um I feel like a lot of this album I'd like more as like the soundtrack to a movie than just me sitting down and listening to it. Okay, that's fair. But again, I'm weird like that. That's fair. You are a weird guy. Yeah. Kind of like uh, eating oysters is no, weird. No, 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 oysters. no. No, I saw you strain your brain to get there and it was so terrible. I can't even let you finish it. Just let's... I I just finished it. We're on Oyster. Let's do it. God.
Oyster! How do you feel about Oyster, Ali? I like it. It's good. It's, <laughs> uh, it's one of the better songs on this album. <laughs> cool. Good. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> By the way, I actually do like eating oysters. I, I, I was just trying to make a very bad segue before people. Now you're alienating uh, all of the listeners that don't like eating oysters. You can't take sides, Justin. I do love oysters. They're fantastic. Um... Yeah, no, I, I like this song a lot. Um, at first, I didn't really like the line. And it's just like, I thought the child, the oyster line was childish, but I like the lyrics in between. So I just kind of rolled with it. Um, and now this is probably one of my, uh, not my favorite track, but like definitely up there for me on this on this, on this this track listing. So Yeah, it definitely um, incorporates the cliched saying. And, but I think it, it, the, the song itself elevates it. Yeah, exactly. So. And now we'll uh, don't cut do into it. a just million. Don't do it. Okay, good. 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 I didn't do anything. I just said, let's cut into a million. Million. So this is my favorite song on the album. Uh, I was about to say this song is a bit like too in emo for me. Like it's very uh, in that mood. Uh, that's because you're a garbage person. Um, if but, you uh, told me to like find the most emo sounding song, I'd be like, oh, this one would fit. Ugh, but it's so good. <laughs> no. I mean, I know it's cliche as fuck, but I love it. Um, like for instance, like uh, if they offered me a million bucks, all I want's a steady fuck. I mean, just stupid little lines like that sprinkled throughout. Uh, just take me. That's good stuff. Jeez, um, where to start? <laughs> you know what? I'm not your therapist. <laughs> let's let's yeah. Lurker 2, Dark Side of the Night. <laughs> Connect the cable. Have sex a lot. A hostile climate. Clouds and sick as you. To a condo. Chillest cul-de-sac. A non-stop habit. All I'm no follow through. Lurker 2, Dark Sun of Night. I said the night earlier. That's on me. Sorry, guys. Ugh, garbage. How do you feel about this? Uh, this one has like a lot more punk energy than anything else here, which kind of seems cool to me. I'm into it. Is there a Lurker 1? No. So this is just like a sequel for, for sequel sake? Yep. That's fun. I feel like you're hurt by this. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I feel like this is the most like driving track in the on the record, just like fucking moving forward. Um, it is. It definitely has a lot more energy than anything else. It definitely has that punk vibe. It's it's uh, a lot to me a lot more interesting than some of the other stuff done so far. Um, yeah, no, I I think it's good. Um, yeah, I mean, for this one, I I think it's I think. I don't necessarily dislike it, but I think it's just it's it's good for the sake of it being fast, lyrically and stuff. I don't think I connect with it as much as other songs on this record, but it's still very good. Yeah, you're not fornicating with kelp or whatever you did in the last one. Cool. Damn straight. Jet black. Jet Black. How you feel, Ollie? This one's pretty great. This one's uh, definitely high up there in terms of songs I like. It's pretty good. Yeah, I feel like this song is perfect at night with a cigar and you're just alone and you're walking on the street or you're near a fountain. Is that what you did shout last out, night? Are you just sh- telling sh- us what you did last night? No, shout out to Kenny. This is what we always talk about. We love uh, and we're about to and we're going to see them together at Ride Fest and this will be the first time that he's actually really into them. So, and we're going to just cry and hold each other. It's going to be Reminder the best. Reminder to the listener, who's Kenny? Uh, he is Brown Bear, um, one of my best friends from uh, uh, undergrad, and he lives in Chicago. And uh, remind the listeners, does Kenny listen to this podcast? Uh, hard pass. Yeah, so fuck Kenny. Uh, we're not giving Kenny any compliments here. But he's a majestic, beautiful man. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care about your, your man boyfriend feller. Just leave him out of my show. Man boyfriend feller. Don't mention him in this home. Is is that what happens when George eventually gets a man feller boyfriend? Yeah, when someone dates someone, we immediately go man feller boyfriend. 100%. Even if it's a lady. Yeah. (laughs) Of course. That's fair. Because we're we're not... uh, we don't really care about uh, gender here. We do what we got to do. Yeah, we're 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 a gender non-binary podcast. Yep, hundred percent. All right, bad scene. Everyone's fault. The title of this one just kind of annoys me, but let's go into it. Bad scene, everyone's fault. So yeah, I think this is like a fun pop punk song. 
I don't think it's necessarily this like one's a favorite so track 90s, of mine, but I think it's just a fun little pop punk song that leads you into how nineties this one is. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But like, this is literally where fucking bands like Blink One Eighty Two ripped off and shit. It's very much. It could be in any nineties movie, it like could, American Pie or something. Yeah, it could be in those uh, like early two thousands. Uh, Video games. You remember that Sonic video game where he was just running down the street? I think it was like Sonic 2, The Battle or something like that. Whatever it is. It was very 90s music inspired and early 2000s music inspired. And this is definitely that. That's fair. I agree with you. But I love it. Cool. Uh, So anything else you want to say about it before we move on to Star Wars Day? Uh, It's actually Jawbreaker Day. Okay. And Star Wars Day. Jawbreaker Day and Star Wars Day. Why? When did it become Jawbreaker Day? I don't know. A little bit after when Jawbreaker was like a thing. And then they were like, oh, May 4th. And they were like, oh, that's cool. Let's make it Jawbreaker Day. You have two days on the same day. Yeah, but one is definitely more important than the other, and I'm going to go ahead and claim it is the giant franchise in which the world uh, unanimously decided was amazing. I'm going to go with that both are have their place, and I like both. I feel like Jawbreaker just should have picked a different day. Uh, maybe May 4th is very important to Blake Schwarzenbach, and you should leave him alone. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, disagree with that, but let's listen to the song anyway, because might as well now. Fluttering May 4th. Okay, so I might have prematurely spoke. This is my favorite song. Okay, I was going to say, I don't care for this song. Uh, it's because you're stupid. It's one of my least favorites, actually. Is it because you feel that he's slut-shaming or something, and you're going to bring up one of your weird hippie politics into this? Okay. First of all, um, <laughs> that wasn't what I was going to say, but let's get into it. <laughs> Slut shaving? Not cool. <laughs> just generally. But also, think... it's not hippie politics. It's just good social behavior. One of your weird hippie politics. I, I don't understand how this is a hippie thing. First of all, know. I'm not a hippie. I'm not in any way hippie like. You have a beard. <laughs> <laughs> I have a beard and no job. 
<laughs> Might as well be a hippie. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say no. I just spoke the pots. I do not care for uh, this song, not because it's slut shaming, but I also think slut shaming is not cool and you guys shouldn't do it. And anyone out there who's like pro slut shaming, stop listening to this podcast. It's not for you. I'm only kidding, by the way. Slut shaming is very bad. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> But, um, no, I, I mean, this song is, like, pretty much drives the whole point of this whole record home. Kind of just gives it out and dishes it out in the best way possible. And, oof. And it just uh, spawned the day that is known as Drawbreaker Day. See, I don't care for the song. I don't see what the point of it is. I think just maybe putting May 4th in there was just the ploy for them to get their own day, which is kind of a cheap move. Like, what, what does May 4th <laughs> represent? I should. Do you think we should name the podcast like we have the facts? June twenty third. They they already hate us. They would not give us a day. People would use that day to like just tear shit apart. Maybe it's their Independence Day from us. <laughs> That's the one day they get it's to the be free. We, it's the day we globally don't listen to. We have the facts podcast. Ugh, that's fair. We have not had a day where no one's listened to this podcast so far, which is kind of amazing. Even on our like long hiatuses where we promise we're going to come back and then don't. <laughs> and then lie. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of our thing. Yeah, um, I feel like we need a... Well, d- and I hope you know... Okay, so did you listen to the track after Basilica? The untitled track? Uh, I think it's called Unlisted Track. Unlisted Track, yeah. Well, that's just like a little hidden track back in the 90s when they used to do hidden tracks on CDs. So it's not really like... It's part of it, but not quite part of it. Then we're not going to review it. Last song, Basilica. Well, we'll review it. (laughs) Why do you sit so still, still shaking? Superhero Sapped of all powers I kneel beside you Watch you for hours There's an angel Basilica. I think this is a beautiful closer. So it's a good closer. It's very slow. It's very emo. It's very whiny in that emo way. Yeah, but at the end, it's just like fucking devastation and awesomeness. Yeah, sure. And that's, uh, I think, kind of a hallmark of some early emo stuff. Back when emo had energy, I feel like later in the 2000s, emo lost its energy and just became emo for the sake of emo. But I feel like emo started out with like a good yeah because emos was eventually was originally just like bands like rights of spring and like sunny day real estate that were just fucking like just like hey we're gonna play these crazy songs that are just like have crazy riffs but we're also gonna talk about things that upset us or make us happy Mm -hmm. so my big question is is dear you a good album uh i go with yes and how do you think the internet will react to you making that claim uh, depends if we have any original OG Jawbreaker fans listening, but for the most part, people would agree with me. 
And then the OG people hate it. Would be like, God, this is what the fuck happened. <sighs> well, with that said, uh, what's your favorite song on the album? Wait, we're not going to do Untitled? No, we're not. It's not part of the album. It's hidden. I couldn't yeah, but- find it. <laughs> You mean you couldn't find it right underneath the track Basilica on I Spotify? I could not find it. <laughs> it was a uh, hidden track. Oh, I, I don't play these off of Spotify. I have a CD. I buy the CD for each band and I play it off of my CD. Oh, is that what you do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. cool. Uh, wow, your CD collection is growing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a great, great collection. Huge. Oh, uh, cool, cool, cool. Um, favorite song off the record, Sluttering. Second favorite uh, would be Million. And then third favorite would be Jet Black. Um, I'll go Accident Prone and then Jet Black. Um, with least favorite probably being Sluttering. Just to say fuck you to you. And uh, you can go fuck yourself and you're dumb. Um, see, now, if you walked into an interview and then were like, hey, I like sluttering a lot, they'd be like, oh, here's a job. But you, instead, you're just an ass. Yeah, that's – you know what? It's all of those emo punk kids that I'm interviewing with. All I want to say is I got my first, my job at Ocular because I go to hardcore shows and me and Jake connected on the fact that we both like hardcore. He didn't hire you. He was a big part of why I was hired. Okay. Well, good on you. Um, moving on. Justin, what have you been listening to, watching, consuming with your brain face recently? Uh, well, I was at the Vans Warped Tour, so that was cool. So I was listening to a lot of throwback Vans uh, Warped Tour stuff. So like Thrice, The Used, Take It Back Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Enema of the State, since I saw that album in its entirety, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um what other things have I been listening to or consuming with my face? Um, well, I'm going to listen. Oh, the new Tom York album, Anima, is out, and that mm-hmm. was awesome. I also watched the uh, the short film that came out with it, and that was cool. Um, a secretly amazing record in listening back is Thrice Beggars. I mean, I knew it was good, but like, holy shit! And I'm still trying to listen to the new Billie Eilish album. Um, I still don't know if I like it or not. I'm still very torn. I don't know. I don't don't know. Right now, I want to say I like it. But tomorrow, I could probably say I hate it. I don't know. It's very confusing. (laughs) Um, And then podcast-wise, it's the typical bullshit. Like, Mark Maron's podcast, The Daily, and, like, I listen to the Chris Hayes uh, his his show that he does on, on TV, but they made it into a podcast. Do you like this trend of, like, shows just becoming podcasts now? Like, they're not podcasts. It's just, like, they release, like, as podcasts now, too. Um, I'm okay with it, because I feel like that's kind of where the start of podcasting was. It was radio that just got released as podcasts. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious what your feelings were, because I, I, I very much enjoy it, because... I don't really have cable. I just do the Netflix and Hulu with premium channel type deal. So I don't really get like straight news straight from like the TV. Mm-hmm. So it's a good way to keep up with all that kind of stuff on like MSNBC and like CNN and all that kind of fun stuff. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, what I, about you? I've uh, had some free time on my hand. I went and saw Yesterday, which is a very fun movie. If you like the Beatles, unlike Justin who hates the Beatles, we're not going to get into that right now. The garbage! But if you uh, like the Beatles, it's very fun. The concept's very simple. And the movie doesn't involve much 
past the premise. Um, but it does have an interesting conversation about ownership of music. It does have a very interesting conversation about fame. It's very fun. It's very lighthearted. Don't take it too seriously, and I think you'll really enjoy it. I think a lot of reviewers have been hating on it recently just because, uh, you know, it's not their cup of tea. But I honestly think it's pretty great, and you guys should uh, check it out. I also saw Spider-Man uh, 2, Far From Home. Which was a fantastic film. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. I thought, you know, making Mysterio a good guy was an interesting twist. It was very fun. Uh, I, I think uh, you guys should head out and enjoy that movie. Because I think uh, everyone does a very good job in it. And it might be one of the better Spider-Man movies out there. Still not better than Tom McGuire versus Doc Ock. Dr. Doctopus? No, no one can beat Dr. Doctopus. He was so good. That's fair. Um, no music? Uh, yes, I've been listening to Off With Their Heads. Um, oh, you like Off With Their Heads? That's a very... Why did you start listening to Off With Their Heads? I, the, 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 I listened to the new album, and I got into it. I don't know why. That does not sound like something you would get into. I also was listening to Laura Stevenson. And I was listening to... Oh, God, there's one more person that I listened to all week, and now it's completely escaping my head. Um, anyway, not important. Um, I've also, you know, been consuming everything on Netflix and Under the Sun. Uh, I will say, uh, I would like to cede my plug time to uh, the wonderful uh, ladies from Erios. Ir- that's a new podcast network dedicated only to women. Erios. That's spelled E-A-R, and then... EOs, like Oreos. Um, Do you think they'll let us on the podcast network? They would not host this show. No, it's a podcast network uh, by women for everyone. And we're not women. What about Homer? Homer, also not a woman. Damn it. <laughs> uh, but regardless, uh, I really enjoy the work they're doing on the, that one. Web crawlers uh, and... Um, big ones, of course, is something we've plugged several times, and then uh, a lot of uh, wonderful ladies have wonderful shows on that network. So you guys should go check that out. What about wonderful men like us? Do we not have a podcast network? We have everything else. <laughs> what do you <laughs> mean? The majority of the podcasting world, like seventy something percent of podcasts, don't even have a female guest host or like co-host. That are just like to be fair, I'm men. fairly proud that we mainly review female records and also um, have female guests on this all the time. We don't mainly review female records. We did the two big bands we did had no female members in them. We reviewed one female record, which was uh, uh, what's it called Julian Baker's album, and that is all. And we've had two female guests on three, three female guests on. So. <laughs> We're not doing our part either. We're doing our part. We're, 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 we're doing things. If anything, we need to go more into the into a, more of a racial card type deal. We need to get more <laughs> black people on here. And we definitely people. do. We lack a lot of minority representation on this show and female <laughs> representation on this show. Well, do we? I mean, we have the gays, we have the whites, and we have the Middle Eastern. We need to. We need other things. Anybody else wants okay. to come on the show? Come on the show. I don't know how you can make diversity and attempts of inclusion sound so racist and bigoted. How <laughs> but that's, I race? just, 
That's Justin for you. Anyway, uh, thanks a lot for listening to the show. Join us next time. We have not picked who our next guest or next album is going to be. So we'll announce that on the Instagram before we release that. Guys, check out for our Instagram at the Facts Pod or Twitter at the Facts Pod. Uh, find us on email, Gmail. We our Gmail is uh, we have the facts pod at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, and uh, sometimes we post on Reddit and stuff. Check us out. Woo! All right. Bye, guys. Bye. What song you want to leave them with? Oh, you want to do Julian Baker doing accident prone? Sure. All right, that'll bring you the last two episodes together. Right, bye. Woo! Okay, podcast is over. I hate you. We're done. Why? Songs for many Just you.